Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 42 for the first of Shvat in a leap year. So I want to ask you guys a question. Can you think back on the last time that you saw somebody doing something that you never would do, something that was not okay, whatever it is, I don't know, I I won't even give any any examples, (laughs) just think for yourself what it might be, something that you saw somebody do that was so outside of your own personal moral standing, your personal set of standards, and you just couldn't believe it. And you were like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that they're doing this thing. Did you feel a sense of judgmentalism towards them or maybe if you were a little bit kinder compassion but perhaps more than anything you felt a sense of incredulousness like how is this possible what how what are they doing you know by contrast maybe there have been other times where see if you can think about this where you've looked at people who seem to be doing something that you struggle with but in such an effortless way so Think about something that you really, really struggle with in your life. You know, I know for me, it's punctuality, for example. I really have a very, very hard time being on time for things. It's something I've worked at over the years. I've gotten better, thank God, but it's still something that is very difficult for me. And I see other people who just show up on time for things early on a regular basis, and it's not even a struggle. I know people who say that they actually have to struggle to not get there early and it's like kind of like annoying for them that they're always the first one there so (laughs) this is something to me that when I look at that I feel incredulous I feel like wow how is this possible that something that's so difficult for me is comes so easy to them so think about that for yourself think about if there's an area in your life that you feel like that with so these are two extremes that we talked about there are things you feel when you look at other people it's like wow, how are they doing this thing in a bad way that I would never do? And then there are other things where you might look at somebody and be like, oh my gosh, this thing that I struggle with so hard and nobody will ever know how difficult this is for me, it comes so easy to them. So this topic, as it relates to serving God, is going to be the topic of today's Tanya. So if you remember from yesterday, we brought up a pasuk from Malachi, where it said that you should see the difference between a tzaddik and a rasha and then between one who serves God and one who does not serve God. And yesterday, the way that we interpreted this verse is that we said that the, you know, there's the tzaddik and the rasha, but then who's one who serves God versus one who does not serve God. And we said that the one who serves God is actually referring to the banani. It's not referring to the tzaddik because the, the tzaddik is who we call an Evid Hashem, a servant of God. So he's no longer actively working 
in a difficult way to serve God, but it's just who he is on a natural basis. So the one who serves God in this active way is the Benoni. What we didn't yet talk about is what is the reference to the one who does not serve God? So it'd be weird kind of like to as ascribe that to a tzaddik because even though he's not necessarily actively toiling in the way that a benoni is, he is after all a servant of God. So what do we mean by this person who does not serve God? So you might think that, okay, we said that the one who serves God, that's a benoni as we discussed yesterday. And you can go back and listen to yesterday's episode if you want to hear more about that. And then one who does not serve God. So that's a rasha, right? But the altar rabbi here is saying, no, that's actually not, not what the reference is for. He's saying, and this is what we're going to learn about today, is that these two categories of the one who serves God and the one who does not serve God are actually both within the category of the Benoni, and they both fall into the realm of the Benoni. Um, so how is this so? What does this mean? So uh, let's get into the text and try to understand it that way. So the Alter Rebbe says that within the Benini, there are also these two levels. There's the level of the one who serves God and the one who does not serve God. And the one who does not serve God, even though he's he, we can't consider him to be a Rasha because he never, because as we talked about in you know, previously, a Benini is somebody who never ever in his whole life did any transgression, not even a small one or not even a light one. And he does all the mitzvahs that it's possible to keep. And especially Talmud Torah, which is the most important of all of them. And he never stops speaking Torah. So, okay, so then why is this person not considered somebody who serves God? And so the altar Rebbe says that this is because it's never a war for him. He's not at war fighting against his Yetzir Hara to use the light of God that shines within his godly soul in the brain, to, which is, which rules over the heart to use this to win over the, the Yetzirah, as we talked about previously, that this is how the Benoni is able to rule over the Yetzirah is through this, uh, this godly light within his soul. And so when in this category of the Benoni that does not serve God, this, this doesn't happen because his, Yetzirah is not standing there and it, it's not opposing him and it's not holding him back from keeping Torah and mitzvahs and, uh, and his service of God. So he doesn't have to fight against him. So he says, this is somebody who innately by nature just likes learning. And, um, and he says that this, this is because of the, uh, in Hebrew, it's called marash chora, which means literally it means dark, mo dark mood or melancholy, but an easier way to understand it is his more placid nature is more dominant within him. So he's more of like a calm kind of subdued, subdued type type. And so thus he doesn't have this war of feeling, you know, of, of, uh, desires towards women and things like that, because he's more cool by nature. He's not, he don't, he's not hot headed. He's not hot blooded, passionate, you know? And so too, not only in terms of his lust towards women, but any kind of, uh, desires for the world, he doesn't have this like deep, intense pleasure in them. And thus he doesn't need this like very intense kind of meditation on the greatness of God. And, you know, thinking about, how great God is in order to give birth in his understanding to a spirit of knowledge and fear of, Hash of Hashem, of God in his mind, to be able to protect himself, to not go against and transgress any mitzvahs, any negative commandments, and to arouse this love of God within his heart, to connect with Hashem, to cleave to God through keeping Torah mitzvahs, especially 
Taurus that he, as we talked about. So such a person does not need to go through this whole in-depth meditative process in order to get to this level of love of God and cleaving to God to prevent him from transgressing the will of God. He, it's, it's enough for him to just have this innate love of God that we talked about that every single Jewish person has. That's enough for him to prevent him from going against God's will, from transgressing the commandments. And so this kind of person who this level of innate love is enough for him to be able to do Hashem's commandments cannot be called someone who serves God because this, this love, this innate love that we have is not something that anybody worked for. This is something that we all received as an inheritance from our forefathers. And then the altar says that this is also the case for somebody who, let's say it's not their nature to study so much. This isn't something that they were born with, but they habituated themselves to learn on a daily basis in a diligent way. Then it does become their nature. It does become something that they're, that that's habitual for them. Such a person also is suffi suffices with this hidden love of God, unless they want to go over and above what they've become accustomed to. So that's the end of the portion for today. So just to summarize and bring it back to what we were talking about in the very beginning is we're talking here about the two categories of Benonim and you know, as referenced in that Pasuk in Malachi where it says one who serves God and one who does not serve God. And today we focused on the one who does not serve God. And we talked about how what that means is what does it mean for somebody to not serve God but still be a Benoni? This means somebody who it's not a struggle for them. So this isn't a tzaddik who's overcome their evil impulses and pushed out the evil and things like that. This is somebody who doesn't really have the war to begin with. They're sort of more cool natured to begin with. They're not hot-headed. They're not passionate. They don't have these, these taivas, these cravings that most people do. So again, to bring it back to a very practical example, you might have been thinking of, you know, in the beginning when I gave you guys that exercise to think about different kind of people. So let's bring a really concrete example down here right now. Let's say chocolate cake. Let's talk about chocolate cake. <laughs> so um, there are different types of people in the world. As you know, some people when it comes to food are what we call foodies. These people are just obsessed with food. They have very strong palates, very discerning tastes. They love food. They love, they get such joy out of eating and um, just such a pleasure out of it. And then there are some people who just are naturally not very into food. They just, it's not exciting for them. They have other things to do with their lives. And so let's say you took two people and you put each one of them in a different room and you put a chocolate cake in front of them. This is similar. You might be thinking about the marshmallow experiment that was done years ago with little kids. I wonder if that could fit into this somehow. But in our example, we're going to talk about these two people each one in separate rooms, each one having this amazing, delicious chocolate cake in front of them. Maybe the best chocolate cake in the world. Somehow you've got the recipe for this best chocolate cake. One of the guys is a foodie. He's somebody who lives for food. His whole life is about food. He just, the pleasure he gets from food is tremendous. The other guy in the other room is a skinny little guy who actually people have to remind him to eat. He's not into food. He has other things on his mind. It's not, he, he never, it's not been a struggle for him. It's just, it's, it's not something he's ever been into since he was a little kid. He just was not so interested in food. So now, so now let's say just like in the marshmallow example, if you're, if you're familiar with that experiment, the experimenter says to both of them, okay, guys, I'm going to come back in an hour and I want you guys to not eat or even touch the cake for the entire time that I'm gone. And if you do so, then you will get a hundred dollars, let's say. So 
The experimenter leaves the room and both men are sitting in their respective rooms waiting to eat that cake. Who do you think is going to have the harder time? <laughs> Who do you think is going to be struggling more with this cake? So I think the a answer is pretty obvious, right? It's going to be the foodie. You know, the foodie most likely may not even last the entire session. The experimenter will come back. Where's the cake? It's gone. <laughs> you know, the other guy is sitting there and, you know, he's totally distracted. He doesn't even care about the cake. He's already on his phone reading different books or, you know, social media or whatever it is that he's doing, but he's just so not interested in the cake. Would you then go and say to the, the the skinny little guy, you know, that's on his phone, would you say to him, wow, you have such self-control. That's amazing. How did you hold yourself back from eating the cake? I mean, maybe you would. Maybe this is, and this is actually something that naturally a lot of people do is people will see people who eat really healthy and they'll say to them, wow, how do you have such self-control? But after learning today's Tanya, maybe you now have a little bit of a different perspective and you can realize that we're actually all created with different levels of desires, different levels of passion, different levels of urges. So for this skinny little guy who's on his cell phone, he, we can't say that it was a struggle for him. It was not a struggle for him versus the guy in the other room, the foodie guy, if he even holds himself back, if he's able to hold himself back for the entire hour, maybe even, you know, for five minutes, <laughs> that's an incredible struggle for him. And that's like kudos to him if he can hold himself back for even the smallest amount of time. So this hopefully can explain the difference between somebody who serves God versus somebody who does not serve God. So even if somebody, the point of today's Tanya to kind of sum it up is even if somebody is behaving 100% correct on the outside, so we can't say that they're a Russia, they're not doing anything wrong. If there's no struggle, they're not serving, we cannot say that they're actively serving God. There isn't a service there. There isn't a toil. There isn't a work. Sure, they're a Bainani. They're good. They're a fine person. There's nothing wrong with them. But we can't give them this uh, this uh, this title of being some, one who serves God. So I hope that was clear and we will continue along th this theme tomorrow and I'll speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Abraham Yitzhak ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, Please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Taught project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.